Nitrate power. You're in the dog zone for an hour. Come on. You know the number. Welcome to the Dog Zone 9000, the weekly, highly produced, effortlessly charming podcast for 1900hotdog.com, the final comedy website. I invented being funny on the internet, and my name's Sean Baby. I'm joined by my twin barbarian brother, Robert Barbarian Brother Brockway. And here's a Brockway fact. I once hot-rodded a car so rad that hundreds of people, no, thousands of people came to look at it, and Roger Ebert came to look at it, and he came by and he said, well, that's just plain cool. No follow-up questions. I wouldn't have any. That's a complete story with a beginning, middle, and end. Our guest today is the hardest target and the maximum risk from the podcast network, Gamefully Unemployed, and a monthly columnist at this very revered institution of hilarity, Tom, Universal Soldier the Return, Ryman. Oh, man. It's laying so many. I was already reeling from effortless charm. I was like, holy <laughs> shit, how do I live up to that? <laughs> you've thrown all well, this at me don't have to it's not legally binding <laughs> i think technically the effortless charm was about us so uh, oh sure yeah of course yes. i feel like you got enough in your intro you don't really need to take ours yeah but and nice I, try you, my, my charm takes a lot of effort like i feel like people can hear it I, you can I, hear the effort in my I charm so fucking hard everybody yeah <laughs> i can go back and change it in post very no, excruciatingly no, charming can you go back and like really, really isolate my just absolutely killer Roger Ebert impression? Oh, absolutely. That's, that, that's yeah. just exactly what he sounds like. It was like Roger Ebert was in the re- returned from the grave uh, and was in the room recording with us. That's the best and- hot rodding I've ever seen from a barbarian. That's what he said. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a soundboard. I had that on the soundboard. Because you knew this moment. Was no coming. reason to use it until today. <laughs> yeah. It's just sitting Funny. there collecting dust. Just on that one button. A slot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. But now who looks stupid? Wow. Oh, there we go. Oh, oh it's been a while. <laughs> there you go. It's never no, complete no. until never I was complete. until the second one starts and like fades off really quietly. Like, oh, I'm sorry. All right. God, now, now, fun. now it will be effortless. Like now the slide Absolutely. whistle has, has, uh, uh shown oh, me the way opened you up. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's a, my now, free of all my inhibitions. We do like, have a like, surprisingly like Burt Reynolds on a bearskin rug. Oh, now we're talking. Oh, hell that's yeah. that charm we were talking about. That's a yeah. evocative comment. <laughs> uh, so, uh, what are you working on today, Tom? I was going to say we have a very dense podcast today, but fuck it. We got, we got time to chat. Let's plug. Let's chat. What am I working on? Oh man, uh, shit. <laughs> uh, so much stuff. Too ma- too much. Honestly, uh, I've I've always had a problem with saying uh, no to uh, additional work, um, and it's only gotten worse. Uh, you know, since a bunch of us got let go from a certain website. Uh, so now I have too many jobs. <laughs> that's not a bad yeah, problem, though. I think that's everybody. I think that's yeah. All that's of us. true. All that's of us true. Learn that yeah. lesson. It's the cop rock economy. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I brought I up Cop Rock because you are you are going to do a podcast about Cop Rock, right? We've already done two episodes of it. Holy shit! I so we're like ha- we're like halfway through this. We're, we're a third. We're four episodes into uh, out of thirteen, I think. So 
See, this um, podcast is the only time I talk to anybody, so I'm really glad that you brought it up. How yeah, bold man. of you to call a mere 13? There's no way you're getting out of that with just 13. This is going to be like oh, a 27. I mean, that's, I mean that's, how many, that's how many official episodes of Cop Rock there are. Right, but you're definitely going to hit some episodes that are going to require three or four episodes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's already, listen. Did you want already, us to send you our fan episodes of Cop Rock? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Okay, we'll yeah, no, anything that I don't have to bring the podcast to an end. I want to just keep doing, I want to do six <laughs> seasons of the podcast about Cop Rock. Let's just write more Cop Rock. A show that got half of one season. I'd say that's more than enough. Yeah. I mean, you, heard, you hear the name Cop Rock, you're like, okay, I get it. And you see an episode, you're like, no, I fucking get it, Cop Rock. (laughs) The thing is, is you don't get it. You hear the name (laughs) Cop Rock and you think you get it, but you Mm -hmm. don't. Not until you watch uh, it. That was a very important show uh, in my household. That was like, Cop Rock is on. The fucking family is watching Cop Rock. Like, that's a real thing that happened. Honestly, I can can see that and I respect that because I'm invested in Cop Rock. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. invested in the story it's telling. And you have, like, a, a... very conservative, religious, right-wing family. So were they moved by cop? Have we found the one family that was moved by cop rock? <laughs> I, I I honestly don't remember everyone's reaction. I think it's just uh, part of being conservative and religious is like you're very susceptible to being told what to do. And the cop rock marketing was like, you cannot miss this television event. And they're like, shit, I think, uh, Fuck. I think we better believe them. I really needed to miss that, but all right. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I can't afford to. I really want to be in that, like be in the middle of Cop Rock airing, like week five of Mm -hmm. Cop Rock before like everyone realized it was stupid. You know what I mean? So like you you think that's week five. I don't know. I I feel like I, I... Because with stuff like, um, I'm just thinking of recent examples, things like, I don't know, Westworld, where like, it was dumb as hell from the beginning, but it, it took like a while for people to sort of catch up to how stupid it was. Like, so for yeah, a minute, it, had, like, it the got lost thing where you're like, maybe this is a great mystery, but we were also <laughs> like, or maybe this is a lost thing. Yeah. After yeah, lost, it, I just assume that of everything. Yeah. I just, I want to, I want to exist. I want to go back to that brief window of time mm-hmm. where like, Cop Rock got to skate by on people just assuming it was prestige television because it yes. was like Steven Bochco and it was getting like such a hard push. That, that brief 17 <laughs> minute window in time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know when we turned on it. Uh, as a kid, I, I had a lot more, you know, sincerity. My, my, my irony wasn't as advanced, of course. But, uh, but I do remember thinking it was very silly when uh, there was a scene where the jury came out to deliver the verdict. And they deliver, they sang it as like a gospel song. They're like, Your Honor, we have the verdict. He's guilty. And then they all start humming. I was like, okay, fuck it. This is too far. This is insane. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they did a full choir. Uh, <clears throat> I, I feel like that was one of the early episodes. That uh, is so, epi- episode one or two, actually. Okay. So that's I'm how just, quickly I thought it was crazy. Yeah. yeah. I'm saying 17 Age minutes. But I'm also saying, I'm just going to call it, that judge had to stand up and deliver like a real baritone solo, right? Like, because that's I a missed opportunity. It. If that's not what the happened. the it's either the jury foreman or oh, crap, one of them, the judge, it's the foreman, the, or judge. the bailiff, is like mm-hmm. really like singing, like just belting yeah. it out okay. and like doing an incredible job for this objectively ridiculous scene. I mean, that's, that's just that's just that's screenwriting. About though. It. It's inevitable yeah. that that judge has to stand up with like a really deep voice and get him get to, solo. You didn't get to the plastic surgeon singing about how uh, how he was gonna uh cut up the mare and make her beautiful again 
I don't recall that. I think I saw oh, one man. that went viral recently uh, where he like sell them a baby. That one I s- I've seen recently enough. Oh, the baby seller. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but other than Wear- that, it's <laughs> wearing a blue version, I think, of uh, he's like wearing a blue version of Michael Jackson's bad jacket, I think. Yeah. The Eddie bad Murphy news. delirious outfit. Bad news, Tom. Yes, we just yep. stole your Cop Rock podcast. Oh. We, we just took it. <laughs> this is Cop Rock. <laughs> Actually, this is better than Cop Rock because it's fucking Turbo Teen today. I'm so excited to talk about Turbo Teen. <laughs> well, first, uh, do you have anything to plug, Tom? You wanna- oh, yeah, sure. Just head over to patreon.com uh, slash employed. That's the uh, podcast and streaming network I co-run with David Bell. Um, we do all kinds of cool stuff, uh, including all these podcasts we're talking about, a bunch of miniseries, things like that. So check that out. Your only source for cop rock, and unless you're listening to this right now. Right. Yeah. For more cop rock, go to patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. All they do is cop rock. It's the only podcast they have, just the mm-hmm. cop rock one. Is yeah, that accurate? Just, yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Okay. I, we, There's we, not we started, 11 different ones? No, we, we thought we were going to make 11 different ones, but then we just decided, <laughs> no, it's just going to be cop rock. All cop rock. Cancel every other show. <laughs> How about how many podcasts do you think you do in a week? I really appreciate you coming on ours because uh, this is got. Oh yeah, of course. Be your uh, fifth no. or sixth one today. Oh no, no, it's fine. I, I love coming on. Um, oh, I don't know. It is probably five or six a week. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we do too many shows. <laughs> yep, that's it. That's officially too many. That's too many. <laughs> I need to like but, um, treat my voice if I uh, <clears throat> as I as I demonstrate. Treat my voice if I do like more than one podcast a week. And you know what? I have done more than one podcast. Yeah. Are you are you gonna be okay? No. Do you need Thank to like you lay for down? Asking. Yes, I do. Okay. I've done a podcast. I have six thousand <laughs> words of notes. You can just hang back and <laughs> I could not. I was <laughs> let you go. I did, I did not stop ty- like I couldn't type fast enough <laughs> while I was making yeah. notes for these episodes. <laughs> it's impossible to even like like from the premise stage, I remember I, like I put the I put Turbo Teen on and then I paused it and just started writing thoughts about Turbo Teen. Yep. And then I was like, I haven't even started watching the show yeah. yet. No, <laughs> literally, I had to pause it and just write like two or three minutes of notes just on my thoughts about the opening credits. Yeah. Which is uh, that I, they're perfect. Of yeah, they're incredible. Absolutely. They're incredible. I do want to play them. We'll talk about that. I'm Brett Matthews. It was a stormy night when a bolt of lightning forced me off the road. My car skidded into a government laboratory where a top-secret experiment was underway. I swerved into the path of Dr. Chase's molecular transfer ray, causing me and my car to become one. The incredible Turbo Team! So that's For it. A- for a premise this fucking bonkers to have an intro that succinct and like perfect where it's just, hey, I drove off the road into a science beam and that beam merges man with car. That's what that beam does. And that's what it did to me. Hi, I'm Turbo Team. <laughs> there, done no with, there will be episode. no questions. That's no, all that we it. learn about his origin. That's, that's uh, the, that is the origin episode. <laughs> It's one of my favorite things about cartoons from this era is they used to just scream all the exposition at you in the mm-hmm. middle of the opening credits theme song. And, it, and it, these are the great, but never was probably the two worst about it. Uh, this was Joe, Joe Ruby and Ken Spears, uh, who left Hanna-Barbera after making Herculoids and Space Ghost 
to oh, awesome but very stupid and insane cartoons. Wow, that and they started their a lot, own though. thing. And yes, <laughs> and they produced just a fucking machine gun of deranged cartoons. They did Mr. <laughs> T, starring Mr. T as himself Fantastic. fighting crime with gymnast children. He did the Police Academy cartoon, which was just oh, Police was Academy with Hell talking yeah. dogs. Uh, he did Rubik the Amazing Cube, oh, which fucking sucks. Uh, and uh, Rambo, The Force of Freedom, which was like yes. 60 episodes of the most kid-friendly Rambo. Uh, it's so good. It's like such a G.I. Joe knockoff. And like yeah. Sylvester Stallone like publicly was like, what the fuck is this? Uh, you can't make <laughs> Rambo a kid show. Uh, Nobody consulted me on this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh man rubik rubik <laughs> so, is, is the big bold swing for me there that's just it's yeah. such a dare at the peak of like we're making every toy into a show just somebody any... was like no you're not not every toy and they were like what fucking toy are we not making oh like this block rubik's with cube? stickers on it yeah <laughs> the it's, nerds it's don't every, even like <laughs> every attempt to make a page pitch, pitch deck for that god damn it <laughs> I just love that they keep trying to make a, a, inanimate objects into uh, yes. superpowered children, which is great. And also, you could make it any note. You could make it like the MacGuffin that is magic and does something, sends you to another world, gives you powers, whatever. But you were like, no, the cube is the main character. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> and they did like really sincere, straight. Uh, things too like rambo isn't rambo in space police academy isn't like underwater police academy it's just like a bit cartoony but uh and you know so they did a bunch of toy stuff they did some original stuff they did uh centurions and sectars if you remember them never yeah, i remember, quite I remember centurions, centurions yeah. for sure i don't remember sectars I'm, i assume that's a sex thing that it's gotten turned into a sex thing sure yeah they there were people that fucked horses so often they're like well, is that even like a centaur, like not quite a centaur. I mean, functionally it is. They never separate. They, they I guess they're like a sex, a sex tar, I guess is what we'll call those. Uh, so I want to talk about the cast. Um, Alex was played by TK Carter, who is, was the cook in John Carpenter's The Thing. Nice. Not a big cartoon voice actor. Uh, and then Frank Welker was Dark Rider, who has, uh, I looked him up. He has almost 900 credits now on IMDb. And it died. I, I've I, heard someone talk like this. That was Frank Welker. Also, also, Frank Welker does like incidental animal noises too. So right. even if it's just like a cartoon where a dog goes like, Bleh. like there's a 99% chance it's Frank Welker. That's exactly. my favorite thing. I wish, yeah. I feel like we've gotten away from that to some degree. And I, I wish it would come back where just all animals are a guy going like, meh, 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 meh. <laughs> that's, a, that's a fucking mouse. I don't know. That's what a mouse sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, uh, Brett Matthews, who's Turbotain, his girlfriend uh, is played by Pamela Hayden, who is Millhouse. Another yeah, she, sh- she sure is. Actress. And she you sure can hear is. it in, in a couple of point, uh, parts in the episodes. You can definitely hear it. Yep. And boy does, Milhouse. boy, does that color the events of the show. <laughs> yeah, there's no, one, there's no one less prepared to deal with Turbotain than Millhouse. <laughs> Milhouse. <laughs> Just scarred him for life. Uh, I gave you guys two episodes to uh, watch that I think represent the show well. Uh, I just uh, real real quick. I think Millhouse would be the Turbo Teen, right? Millhouse would be the one who would painfully transform into a sports car yeah, against would be, his will. That would be his every, curse. Yeah. Every it's time he you gets overheated. <laughs> it's funny you bring it up because I did want to make the case that Turbo Teen is probably the most cursed superhero who's ever lived. 
Um, it's yes, it's a I mean, useless we, power. Yes. Okay, we need to desperately. But if you're not going to do it right now, we definitely need to explain Turbo Teen. This cannot be something that we assume is common knowledge because nobody's ever going to believe us. It's true. It's hard to find. Let's talk about his uh, his transformation here. Okay. okay. <laughs> Uh, well, he he transforms like the like the intro said. He turns into a car, but uh, he does but it S first, S <laughs> first and werewolf style. So his like, ass gets so huge, which definitely before, led before to some fucked up fetishes. Those are before it becomes a car. Like before it becomes car when it's still when it's still teen and not turbo. It's like. It, it it's it's un- he remains teen for an uncomfortably long yeah. period of his transformation. <laughs> Too long. He just gets I, real thick. Like if you didn't know what he was gonna do, you'd be like, "Oh hell yeah!" Oh yes. Oh, what wait, what? <laughs> what? Is he melting? Oh, is he gonna fuck it. himself? What's he happening? Always seems, he always seems so surprised when his hands turn into tires. He's just like, "No, get it off, get it off! What am I? What am I becoming?" Yeah, like he's enjoying it up until that point, and then he looks down at like, "Oh no, yeah, this should not be." I the horror be. his body has Nightmare. become. And, and just, this was 1984. And so to do this much extra work was a deliberate and passionate artistic choice. Uh, when a right, wonder twin turned into an ostrich, it was just like, swong, stock explosion, teen ostrich. That's it. Turbo teen would slowly, across hundreds of frames, 400,000 animation cells would get his tendons and his bones stretched into car shape. And they drew a new one at least once every episode. Like yeah, they didn't was... have just one stock animation. It's this agonizing procedure, dozens and dozens of times drawn from dozens and dozens of angles. This is definitely a sex fetish, or it is. It's one hundred percent a whole genre of porn. It on started DNR. one. If yeah. it's not already, yeah. it's it it ruined a generation Trans- of transformation children. porn. Is a thing. Like <laughs> it is, is probably responsible is. for all of the <laughs> sexy cars fan art. That's definitely true. I also, I I went to film school a bit. And so uh, something the French filmmakers would do, the very artistic ones, they would take something and uh, repeat it so often that it sort of became more than the narrative. So I feel this this might be the work of a perfectionist filmmaker who like needs his audience to understand this character's change goes beyond mere narrative meaning. It's the pain that the audience needs to feel. I feel like we're supposed to understand what is happening to him is terrifying it hurts. Uh, he doesn't want it. I think that's the point of all this. Nobody around why him draw at all. likes it. Everybody's horrified. <laughs> yeah, nobody yes. wants it. It's this just, is, it's unnatural. <laughs> this is definitely Cronenberg. This is like, yeah, if you gave Cronenberg yeah. an animated show and a budget, he would make exactly Turbo Teen, except for Turbo Teen would scream the whole time. I was about to yeah. say, I was literally just about to say, he would just look at it and not change a single thing, except, well, why isn't he screaming? Yes, it would. That's that's it. It, that's it, it. it wouldn't change a <laughs> would single frame of this. A single unbroken howling scream he would <laughs> add to it. This would be all. <laughs> Otherwise, same sequence. Otherwise, this is perfect. You boys are artists. <laughs> so, it would be Jeremy Irons, too, somehow. <laughs> yes it would <laughs> so I, I just I want to have everyone keep in mind that I my theory is that Brett Matthews never knew another moment of happiness once he was fused with his car by that molecular transfer ray so we watched two episodes we watched the pilot and uh, what, was, God, what was the other one called the souped up seven so um, let's let's talk about the pilot uh, can we talk about the, the opening credits yeah we have to establish first <laughs> there's a lot established the there credits? please <laughs> 
because it, they, they establish also just by showing it that his natural enemy is a monster truck, like the natural predator of cars. Like they just yeah, show it yeah. and you're like, oh, yes, of course. Yeah, obviously. And so I assumed that was another teen, but it's actually like Dr. Wiley in a monster truck. We'll talk yeah. about that guy. Yeah. Yeah, um, pretty much. There's also there's a shot. Is the car wash shot in the opening credits or is it in the actual episode? It's in the That's opening, opening credits. credits. Yeah. Okay, so the car wash. Why on earth? There's a lot to unpack. <laughs> why on earth? Is, yeah, like why would you if you were a turbo team uh, <laughs> and you, you had the ability to transform in a car? Like why would you go? Why would you pay money to go through a car wash? Why would you just turn back into a teen to go bathe at home for free? Like does a it lot transfer? Of- I, these are questions we we would need to. Oh, the answer. Also, you know, as Turbo Teen, I don't know if we mentioned it, but you know that temperature changes are, are what changes you back to a right. teen and into a car. Like if you get if you get hot, you turn into a car, which we will also establish means the metaphorical meaning, too. So if you get horny, you turn into a car. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you get cold, you turn back into a teen. So he knows that. And he gets like his friends inside of him, which ugh, they write inside of him so much. Like this has they sure do. Something. They sure do. Uh, <laughs> there's also a shot where he's chasing in the opening credits. There's a, a footage of him chasing some thugs up a spiral staircase in a castle. Yeah, uh, as a as a car, as a car, as a car. <laughs> They keep showing all of these things, all these situations in which being a car would make it just infinitely more difficult. Like I he would like have they had better to do luck as a teen. Yeah, I hundred percent. But I feel like if they didn't show that, you would just assume that and say, "I'm not watching this crap." But they showed right. the car chasing him up the stairs, and the audience is like, oh, "Okay, so he can go upstairs." That I, I, I was going to ask that. Right. They it's like they're trying to answer all your obvious questions in that opening credits. It's the most efficient cartoon, I think. They could have had. Like this whole show could have been about like finding the perfect occasion where you need to be a car. Then he turns into a car yes. and does something effective. And instead it's about like, I need to fight. So I'm going to turn into a car. And then there's a car on like a fucking fishing boat fighting fishermen. And you're like, what, why is any of this happening? So that's the high difficulty that they have allowed themselves. And that's why it's so great. And I feel like in the eighties we're used to that of like, Oh, uh, MacGyver's useless until he like gets a bunch of stuff. And, uh, you know, Knight Rider sucks when he's not in the car. A team can't do shit until they like get locked in a tool shit. Like all these things in the eighties was, it was part of the formula that we expected. And Turbo Teen's just always the wrong thing. Well, at one and, point in one of the episodes we watched, he turned into a car to get on a rowboat. Yeah. Like, yes. <laughs> and then immediately sinks to the bottom of the, of the ocean. Right. <laughs> <laughs> because he's a car. It's just, uh, I see, I, I vaguely remember this show. I was very young when this came out, but I also remember everybody just being like, what the fuck is this? It's so <laughs> like, even weird. Kids, you were really disturbed. Like and also, they sold toys, but the toys could not possibly transform like Transformers did, where it was the animation that they turn into no a way. little toy. It, it would have been a, just an agonizing horror show. <laughs> you had I would have 40 love different toys and then pull one out, hide the other 39 Pulling out high the other 39. His yeah. agony with a series of like inflating <laughs> sacks, I guess. I would love that now, but man, that was. <laughs> so, it's also just real quick, uh, just to establish this like uh, right at the top, like I can't get over how crappy his power is. Like mm-hmm. he it has sucks. the ability to, to transform into one of the most common things in the world, something that everyone, including teenagers, have easy access to. It's like turning into a, a Trans Am. 
Yeah, right? No less. I'm pretty sure he's supposed to be a Trans Am. Yeah, it's like, Trans Ami. I don't think it's officially a Trans Am, but yeah, he's, he's a Trans Am. It, it looks like a Trans Am. It's definitely yeah. the car to get laid in the driver's seat. So he's Hell got that yeah. going for him. It's my, It's just so funny to me that it's, his power is to turn into a thing that everyone owns that you could just get right. into he like, could just oh, get I into have, and drive like he doesn't in my pocket these keys you realize and he yeah, always and fights he, people that are just men in cars that are just yeah and it's a pretty fair fight the thing about and it's a fair Fino's fight is, like he doesn't get an advantage of being the car he's just if anything it's a disadvantage to be the car i want to throw a monkey wrench into your point which is uh that he eventually gets turbo boosts. He has them in the first episode, but they start using them like whenever they fucking feel like it. So and they it, do by, whatever they want. He can by the climb. seventh or eighth episode, yeah, he's just flying around on rockets. And so he is better than a regular car, but it took him a while before they're like, wait, maybe we should make this better than a regular car. Yeah, they yeah. realize they let him be yeah. a regular car that just he got is. his ass kicked for a couple he episodes. Is. He is just a regular car in this first episode. Yeah. So... I do want to talk about his horrible curse because he's at the drive-in with his friends. Uh, his friends are Alex uh, and Patty and his dog, Rusty, and they're sitting inside him as they do. Uh, I want to make a note here. Hardly anyone ever sits in the driver's seat. So everyone who sees Turbo Teen is immediately suspicious. It's some sort of a strange like ghost car or remote control car or something, but they never just go somewhere without drawing as much suspicion as possible. I think uh, he it's in then therefore it's implied that he is the driver's seat that like it's it's not cool to sit on the driver's seat because that's yeah. that's him that's his spot. Well, in a second he transforms back into Turbo Teen while Patty's sitting in the driver's seat and she's just mm-hmm. riding on his back like yeah. like he's a little horsey when they transform. Yeah, exactly. Cuz he does transform on accident cuz Alex jumps out of the car to chase the dog onto the hood like you get out of a car. And he smells like a glass of orange juice at the drive-in like theater. Like you get at the drive-in. Like you get at the drive-in. I and love then to the, get a fresh water. glass of OJ at the drive-in. Yeah, fresh squeezed OJ <laughs> mm, mm. at the movies. Extra pulp, no straw. <laughs> <laughs> it's just warm, a hot glass of orange juice. <laughs> well, it was cold enough to turn him back into a boy. Yeah, that's true. Because, so, again, he's, he's determined by temperature and wetness. He can't transform uh, at will. And the specifics of these temperatures are not established. It's not like as soon as you hit 102 degrees, you're a fucking car. It's Why just did like, they have to give him further weaknesses? <laughs> right. just, and such the most common things like, you know how it gets caught and cold in different situations. That's that's your weakness. Like what? what <laughs> it, weather? The, Ambient the, temperature is my weakness. It's like you're yeah. ex- that happens a lot when you're a car. Like, I don't <laughs> I've. I don't know. I feel like you, you, you drive through like hot and cold temperatures when you're just driving in a car. So yeah, they made it. So they made it so difficult. I mean, thank the, God the, for it, it to put this many complications into the show. But all of the less like the specificity of it, this had to have been just a punishment for like rogue animators. There's <clears throat> way more rules on what he can't do. Than yeah. what he can like it's, it's like they, they came up with turbo teen and then they sat down for like five hours and just wrote out a litany of his weaknesses this is what like he that's... cannot do he cannot yeah. do many things this is gonna be a great jump. cartoon boss yeah. <laughs> so they, they, they start talking about um dr chase who's trying to cure him so even in the show's premise this is more of a disease than a superpower yeah and i just want to try to 
Try to imagine how terrible the life of a turbo teen must be if you'd want someone to cure you of being a wear trans am. Like, <laughs> that's kind of awesome. We're making fun of it, but it's especially way for better than very, just being a regular teenage boy. A very boring white teenage boy who yes. has, oh, yeah. who does and says and is nothing exceptional. I yeah, he, as as a fellow one of those, uh, I would have taken the wear trans am. Honestly, yeah, because yeah, if you ask me to describe Brett's character, it's I have nothing. I have nothing beyond he turns into a car. Yeah, he's he is pointless. he is doomed he's just, to turn he's into just a car. A wet piece of bread. That's all this guy is. <laughs> He'll occasionally drop knowledge right before he does something that they feel like they need to explain. Like he say, didn't you know I was on the high school gymnastics team? And then he'll like do a flip. And you're like, okay, that because they know this guy's such a piece of shit. If he does a flip, we'll be like, wait, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> that would break him in half. <laughs> so, in the middle of this fantastic cartoon about a boy who becomes a car, if he does a flip, we'll be like, bullshit. Bench so that's presses the opening, something. The opening scene of the show is basically, hi, I can't control this terrible curse. <laughs> And then it cuts to two guys just breaking into Dr. Chase's lab to just steal random shit. They're total petty criminals. Incidentally, they are, yes. they are incidental burglars. No <laughs> idea what's going on. They find a file about a boy who can become a car. And they're like, <laughs> without questioning it, they're like, awesome, let's find this boy who can turn into a car and sell him for money. And a teen. They go right into human trafficking. And they're like, no questions about how he turns into a car. Literally nothing. They're like, oh, he turns into a car. Well... Let's steal him and sell him for a fortune. <laughs> We're gonna make a fortune. They, Ooh, they most fucking DTF burglars. They're so uh, first of all, they're dressed incredibly. Uh, like one guy's dressed like a bank manager, and the other guy's dressed <laughs> like he drives a, a produce truck. Uh, they break into the science lab with no agenda, no specific agenda. They're just in there like they do let's call steal it just something that looks valuable. Lab. Yeah, Their costumes are weird. Maybe they got them like from Jabberjaw or something. Like, hey, we'll give you eighty bucks for those two guys from Jabberjaw. And they're like, all right, fucking. They they do not look like burglars. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. And then they just see Brett's file open on the counter. It's like, hey, there's some kind of Turbo Kid. Let's go kidnap him for money, <laughs> and that's and, it. And I want to be clear that twelve seconds later, twelve seconds after they learn he exists. They have him in their arms. They throw him in a truck. Like that's <laughs> they are that's fucking how... efficient. They are pros. The first bad people who learn of Turbo Teen capture him half a minute later, yeah. <laughs> and he can do nothing. He can just he can't do... do anything. His He's Turbo just... Teen abilities are useless. <laughs> so they chase him down. Uh, Alex and Patty chase him down in a regular car. Alex jumps onto the top and ha- he throws a hairdryer into like some sort of an AC unit that's on the top of their truck, and. They fiddles with the wires a little, and then it heats up the truck with the hairdryer. And of course, this lets him heat up, and that turns him into a car. And he um, screams the entire time. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Sorry, I, I watched the Cronenberg cut. Uh, so now he just sort of jumps out of the truck and drives into a mall. And here's where I want to talk about how he's kind of fantastic sometimes. Like, he's very, uh, I wouldn't say fast. But he has turbo rockets. He can sort of pop a wheelie when he wants. He uh, can turn on a dime. He can just stop, turn around. But then also all that can go away instantly. So he gets to the mall and he says, oh, no, the floor is slippery. And then he spins completely out of control for 43 full seconds. In a mall. I timed it. 43 seconds. He was <laughs> just in a fucking flat spin across this mall. <clears throat> Killed 800 kids. At least. Oh, yeah. He plowed through a KB toys. Like, it's... The sec, 
the, so like the first challenge outside of just immediately getting abducted is is just simply he can't stop. Like I think he even mm-hmm. says I can't stop, and they do the same thing in the next episode we watched. Yep. Yep. So it's like, how many times does he just fuck himself up because he just can't stop for no reason? Like, Once what, an episode, a, a lot. Yeah. Every episode, what, what he needs good, more weaknesses. Honestly, honestly, like it's the one one thing you would think a turbo team can do is go fast. Like if you can turn into a Trans Am, surely he can just go fast, and that's like his pile weaknesses on the American boy. (laughs) (laughs) Just stop, stop on a like an unremarkable floor would be good to just have brakes that work. Yeah, he just can't stop. No reason, just can't stop. Now, one of the reasons he finally like loses the spin out is uh he gets a flat tire like something I have goes a lot into... of questions about this yes there's a lot of questions about that because i was like oh shit so he like broke his foot or something right, right. is that tearing his acl did he like slash his achilles tendon no uh the car damage apparently does not translate over in this scenario because it is established that the tire is actually his shoe right so Meaning if he was nude when he transformed into Turbo Teen, it would be a much smaller car. He would just be like the frame of a car. It's just entirely <laughs> He'd be missing just, a muffler or whatever. Missing, missing his tires, missing all the bodywork. Just the the color of his clothing does like va- roughly match the car. So I wonder if he was nude when he became Turbo Teen, if it would just be this flesh colored <laughs> transit <laughs> with no bodywork, just zooming down the street. All this is why I only drive in the nude for just yeah. an occasion. It has body hair. <laughs> uh, so he smashes into an ice cream shop. Ice cream gets on him. Boom. He's a boy again. Um, the shop Everybody owner, saw it. Yeah, Everybody just watched but, it. But then the shop owner's like, who's going to pay for this? And Alex says, send it to fucking Brett Matthews. Here's his address. And they leave. <laughs> And I, I don't think in 1984 you could just drive into an ice cream shop and say, here's my home address, fuck you. I just don't think that works. Um, but also, I feel like they needed to say that out loud so that the, the spies would hear it. The bad guys would hear that and know where he lives now. Yeah, so, it's the only um, way to get to that plot point. And speaking <laughs> It could of only the, happen this one way, through, <laughs> only through way ice cream and relaying insurance information. <laughs> <laughs> they cut back to Dr. Chase at the lab, and they're discussing classified turbotine information in front of the world's most suspicious janitor. I just want you to keep that suspicious janitor in mind who has a very obvious glasses and mustache <laughs> disguise on. Yeah. Very <laughs> clearly look- listening to their secret conversation. And it's um, not like this is a massive facility. It's established this is his lab. It's just his lab. Yes. So there's like right. two people here. Right. Yeah, there's two point. other people in the room. The guy he's talking to and this fucking suspicious ass janitor that looks like John Lennon cosplaying Dr. Wiley. I'll take the job as your regular human janitor. <laughs> well, now you got it because he kind of looks like he's wearing an Italian disguise. So you got to do Dark Rider doing an Italian. I'm, I'm going to clean all your floors up. <laughs> Perfect. So the, they they hatch a scheme to let the burglars come to Turbo Teen's house while they wait in the bushes and jump him with all their scientist strength. Now, here's a great time for me to let everyone know: Turbo Teen's parents do not know he's Turbo Teen. They do two other gags later in the episodes where their parents are like, "Hey, what's going on down there?" While he's like violently transforming into a car and driving out the front door. His so he never like, changes temperatures. At all in front of them. Exactly. He's always a perfect 72. (laughs) At no point at 
any time does it occur to someone to just go to the cops and say, hey, yeah, two fucking guys grabbed me. I'm not a car. Don't worry about that. I, as I, I was a human, these guys grabbed me and threw me in a truck. They'll tell you as I'm a, a car. Non-car don't listen team. to them. Yes. Uh, so anyway, the, the high school bully uh, that hates Brett drives up just randomly and sees Turbo Teen's uh, car. And he's Eddie just like, Dirk- Eddie Dirksen. Eddie Dirksen. Who, Great bully name. He- He's incredible. I just want to real quick. He's dressed like a concert flautist, and he's driving the car that Homer Simpson designed that bankrupted his yes, brother. Yes, he is. <laughs> it's like, it's incre- yeah, this is the most incredible bully I've ever seen in a cartoon. <laughs> and his uh, sidekick is like Looney Tunes special needs. Like it, it, he's like offensive dumb guy voice. Where you're like, I there's, I don't, I'm not comfortable uh, the, with your sidekick, buddy. Like the like, Mimsy character. Yeah, the Mimsy guy. Uh, and they just kind of missed the tone of Mimsy and sort of hit like, uh, anyway, we don't need to talk about it. Uh, yeah. Uncomfortable. I mean, this was the 80s. They could go full separate. R word yeah. and crash helmet back then. And it was just- exactly. And they almost did. <laughs> they uh, almost so, do, yeah. so he gets out and he just starts fucking up the car. Like, hey, here's a funny prank. I'll lift up the hood of his car and just fuck his engine up. Uh, that's his brain. That's his head. Yeah. That's right. That's another point. Just like with the tire where I was like, oh my yeah. God, this is fucking murder. Is he lobotomizing him? Yeah. It's like pulling his, pulling his aorta out without like opening his chest. It, it, right? But I would think no. so. Yes. This this is like in, um, what was the Hannibal Lecter movie where he pulls open Ray Leone's head and Hannibal. starts eating his brain? Yeah, that was Hannibal. Okay. So uh, it, this is a lot like that, I suppose. Also, we find out he's asleep and this just doesn't wake him up to get his skull ripped open and his brains fucked with. So the... Uh, Scientists say, hey, that must be the burglar, the guy who's fucking up the car. And they chase this young child. Uh, So they're all very confused running into the night. Uh, The real burglars show up and hitch him to a tow truck uh, and take off with him. Uh, The dog foils this by just standing in front of the tow truck just long enough for Patty to walk up to the passenger side and say, hey, guys, you guys shouldn't, and they just kidnap her. They're just like, <laughs> thanks for the free girl. But we've already established we love taking teens, like on impulse. I'll just impulse grab another teen. So, but while she was getting kidnapped, they did unhook Turbo Teen. And um, they, what, they take her to a haunted house and Turbo Teen like jumps on the roof and falls through the floor. Like that's their subtle way of going said like, oh, it's probably a trap. Let's not drive through right. the front door. He just Let's crashes fucking- through the fucking ceiling. <laughs> I worry that we're gl- we're glossing over this. They take him to a haunted house. That's not us saying that. It's a, it's yes. a haunted mansion by the beach. They explicitly say the, the criminals are like, well, we got to go somewhere. Let's go to the haunted mansion. Right. And yeah. uh, end Why of not? explanation. Right. It's not just us being cheeky. It is explicitly a haunted mansion. And I should point out, this is the fourth unique setting in the show. Like no expense is spared in this cartoon. This is not a cheap cartoon. And so uh, they go there and and the bad guys are like, oh, he's a car. Let's run up the stairs. Just like we all thought the second we heard about this premise. <laughs> yes. And he, he chases them up the stairs, but then one of them takes the banister down. The other one swings on the chandelier and lands on the floor. Now Turbo Teen's like, well, I can't go backwards down the stairs. So Turbo Teen has been Car defeated. Law. Yeah, that's Car Law. Yeah. So now they re-kidnapped <laughs> the girl. first law of cars. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I love that he comes in. The bad guys run away from his girlfriend. So they're like, cool, we can save the girlfriend. He's like, no, fuck that. I'm going to get those guys. Fails in doing that. They re-kidnap the girl. Uh, he scolds her for that. He's like, when's she going to learn? Because she's got kidnapped again. So then he falls in a... Uh, 
No, 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 no. They get away in a boat. And so Turbo Team is yes. obviously fucked. So then he drives onto a rowboat and they he row drives out to the rowboat. That's that's. <laughs> I love Which means it, like, they could have gone to the crime barge. They're like, let's take her to the mansion when they had a boat, a car proof. Or, or boat. he could have walked onto the rowboat. <laughs> that too. <laughs> I just love every, that like you every part of this sequence is just like, why were you a car for this? Like being a car <laughs> made this worse. Yep. Like Yeah, and sorry. this is it's just it's such an amazing scene because so far they've done so many things. That you are you that would violate suspension of disbelief, and they don't care, and they're not going to follow that logic. And then for this one scene where he drives onto a rowboat and they paddle out there, the rowboat sinks because he's a fucking car on a rowboat, and he turns back. <laughs> like, why did yeah. you apply reality this one time? It's just to throw you. It's a, worse. He's it a two-ton Trans Am on a <laughs> rowboat, and they're like, "Yeah, that was a dumb fucking idea. Let's just sink him." What are you doing, writers? What the? I do want to talk about realism here because he sinks down. Obviously the water's cold. He turns into a boy. He comes back up and he says, whew, it's a lot easier to hold your breath as a car. I fucking screamed. Does that mean the fucking car needs to breathe? Every goddamn thing they say unpacks like 800 problems. I smashed the pause button when when those words came tumbling out of his head. What does that mean? These are just little like 20 minute with credits episodes and like 800 questions. It's so... Everything they say ruins everything else. I did not stop writing the entire time I was writing. I was watching these episodes. (laughs) I'm so glad we did this podcast. Like we've been waiting our whole lives to talk about Turbo Teen. (laughs) Turbo Teen, and again, I want to. By this point of the episode, we've seen him transform. I think three times. Yeah, they they love this button. This is not your one transformation because some shows Mm -hmm. back then did. Like, okay, here's the big moment. One transformation or one power. Yeah. And that's it. And they'd start and like they, shorthanding it and tra- like in Transformers, you'd hear that rah, 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 like off screen and they would yeah. just kind of front flip into the car or whatever. Mm-hmm. But in this one, they show you like the protracted agonizing transformation sequence, <laughs> like three full times in this episode. Each of them unique. This is not stock animation <laughs> like a He-Man or something. Fucking every time, new. They they want us to feel something about that <laughs> transformation. Yes. So so they climb onto the crime barge with their dog Rusty. Rusty is here for the rescue, oh, yeah. uh, and the dog and and thank God because he wordlessly executes this complicated like maneuver where he like lures them out of the way so they can go in and save Patty, and then they all swim away. But the bad guys have a boat, so uh, they need to turn him into Turbo Team. Like we got to get the fuck out of here. And now here's the problem with being Turbo Teen. He's like, I can't, guys. I'm cold. So Alex strips down to his underpants and just covers him in clothes. So he's got two sets of clothes, and it's still not working. So Patty comes up and gives him a little kiss on his cheek. Boom, Turbo Teen. Earned. Yeah, so, so it's it's horniness now. We have yeah, established. He's, full, he's fully oh. engorged. Yeah. I also First think it could be embarrassing. Because <laughs> he was like, oh, no, not in front of Alex. And he's like blushing. And so... It feels like it's obvious horniness, but the text of the art wants me to think it's embarrassment. Either one is a nightmare for a teenager. It just happens all day, every day. So he can't live a normal life if embarrassment and horniness turn him into a car, whichever one it is. Right. Like this is this is definitely fucked up his sexual development. He's going to get horny 
in traffic, he's going to get horny, like just getting warm, getting cold is going to have associated memories. Like you already get a boner for nothing as a teenager all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This poor child. I don't know what it looks like when a car has a boner, but <laughs> I guarantee you we're at some point in Turbo Team, we have to see it. If you sit in the driver's seat, you'll know what it feels like. (laughs) Maybe that's why nobody's in the driver's seat. The only thing I know for a fact is that it's violent. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) it hurts. (laughs) It hurts him. It hurts everybody else. Nobody likes it. And it's out of control. It actively makes the world a worse place. (laughs) I also uh, think it's worth remembering that these are the very first two people to even know Turbo Teen exists. And it's Mm -hmm. this much trouble. They are regular guys with no abilities. They, they have they a lot had, of vehicles, they had, I guess. Yeah, they had no agenda. Mm-hmm. Like they were just like going to steal some random shit. They saw this kid like, hey, steal a kid. And now they're just like stealing Patty. Yeah. So it's like they're just like, yeah, whatever, whatever teen. So are they traffickers? Like are they, they going to traffic turbo team? Sometimes you're in a crime mood. That's true. Ah, Sometimes it's just crime mood. time. Yeah. Just He's not foiling any plans, uh, just some impulses by by two unprepared and uh, unprofessional men just trying to survive their two-step plan of get them and sell them. That's it. They're beautifully simple. Honestly, they live probably a much more peaceful existence than I do. Certainly than Turbo Teen does. Yeah. His poor... Cursed, violent existence, living out the fucking plot of Titan every single day. Life is <laughs> agony for Turbo Team. <laughs> <laughs> but these guys are living their best life. They have a dune buggy. They get in the dune buggy and they start running away. And here's a fun fact about Turbo Team: is he's always exactly the same speed as any other car, truck, tank, or boat. Um, so he can't quite catch them, but he does trap them on a pier and like knock the support beams out. So now they're stuck on top of the pier. And now they call the cops. I don't know why now all of a sudden they're like, okay, we can explain this to the police. (laughs) But like now that they're (laughs) up on one half of a pier that we've destroyed, that's the perfect time. I didn't knock that pier down as a car. I'm just a regular non-car boy. (laughs) Regular teen, no turbo teen here. Could have done Uh, any number of things to immobilize these thieves. It's uh, once again, completely insane that. They get up on a pier and then he knocks the rest of the pier out around them so that they are stranded. It's just how do you wind up there as your next logical point from, okay, we're in a car chase. Now it's time for the pier scene. <laughs> it's very like it's a mad, 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 mad world for sure. Uh, yeah. There's the, the scene where he calls the cops, I think, is the one like genuinely good like his his best power is the fact that he can transform into a car that has a cell phone in it in 1984 mm-hmm. yeah like the best power is the fact that these kids have a phone that they can use to call the police no matter where they are that's his most impressive ability hands yeah. down in this episode now easily was i reading the animation wrong or do they have a fucking beach barbecue while they wait for the cops to show up uh, i think so i, I think it's either before or after or both but yeah, they're the criminals the are being ends with them away. Just, like, yeah, they're just from chilling on the beach. Barbecue. They're like, shit, we're here at the beach. Let's have a barbecue. <laughs> While the criminals oh. are up on the pier going, ah, shaking their fists. Ah, damn you, you kids. Don't put the hot dogs on. God damn you. <laughs> and I want to make it clear that uh, every episode ends with either this joke where they offer him a human thing, but first fuck it up and offer him a car thing. So they'll say, hey, do you want uh unleaded or mustard on your hot dog? Ha <laughs> ha. 
And then uh-huh. someone else will parrot the same joke back. So in this case, he says, hey, uh-huh, stop making jokes about me. Uh, Patty, can you pass the oil? Uh, milk? And like, they'll Laughter do that. Laughter and scene. Perfect show. And scene. They also, also like to do the Scooby-Doo ending. And they oh, yeah. also do the Super Friends ending where someone like courageously says, I'm not concerned about the thing we just solved. And then like a shadow will show up and they'll say, oh, no, it's the thing we just saw. And it'll be like a monkey with a banana or something. Uh, so uh, those are the three Turbo Teen endings. Incredible. I, I was just going to say he's he's a disgusting maniac because they're relaxing on the beach, uh, eating hot dogs and drinking milk. Yeah. yeah fuck this like guy. a real disgusting. psychopath. Get me yeah. the fuck away from this monstrous kid <laughs> yeah. and his fucking, his fucking beach milk. A turbo teen <laughs> apologist might tell you that that's just like because of his car physiology, but yeah, that's disgusting. He needs calcium Sandy because of all the horrible things milk. his bones do all the time. Right, because his skeleton keeps breaking, <laughs> just shatters to powder every time he turns into a car. Now, if you told me on, you brought milk to the barbecue, it would be the last thing you ever fucking <laughs> said. Are you ah. gonna? Are you gonna fucking grill it? Why did you bring milk to the barbecue? What's? <laughs> you know what? Don't even answer. You're dead. You've been dead <laughs> since you said the thing. Oh, no, I know what this is. You're a turbo teen. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's fine. It's okay. Your secret is no, safe right. with me. Just uh, don't let anybody else see that yes. you're drinking milk on the beach like some kind of fucking weirdo. <laughs> Stand away now, from the grill. Before you're going to get horny, move on and I don't want you to knock episode, over my grill. I, I need to point out something. Mm-hmm. And that is, this was the first episode. Mm-hmm. This was mm-hmm. the pilot episode. Which yep. is what you use as, as a writer. This is the demonstration of the types of stories they can tell and the cool tricks you can use within. And it's also one of, if not the best story you can tell with this. And it's a proof of concept. This was it. Yeah. This was the first episode <laughs> as like a middle of the episode in season three about your fucking crazy car thing. Sure. But this is the first one. And you couldn't think of like a single actual car thing for him to do. He gets on a boat. He drives upstairs. <laughs> he hates life. He gets kidnapped. He does nothing. He falls through mm-hmm. a ceiling uh, <laughs> and gets abducted by Corella DeVille's henchmen. Basically. By, just, by random people who decide crime. Like uh, crime. Yeah, sure. And right. Like, it's like they broke into that lab on a dare. Totally outmatched by them at every turn. <laughs> You'll it's never just, get weaker criminals than this. There will never be anyone with fewer abilities, more unprepared for anything. It's the first episode. <laughs> he needed like, to warm up. Uh, we did skip five and we went all the way to episode six, which is called the Sinister Souped Up Seven. So please don't get confused by all these numbers. I know the Turbo Teen fans are dumb as shit. So, uh, <laughs> they're all cars. They're all As cars. Though watching any of this are. sequentially could possibly help you at any point. I, they actually do kind of build, like they don't have like a continuity, uh, but the characters grow and change. Like, uh, dark writer does not know he is a car in this episode we're watching. He doesn't know he's a turbo teen. He thinks it's a remote control car. And that counts. He as doesn't growth. understand he's turbo teen until episode eight. When he, he grows finds, into knowing uh, that he's a car. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he finds, uh, it's actually great. I almost saved it on the soundboard. He, uh, he chases the car up and then like he turns back into a boy and dives out the window. He's like, where is, the, I'm sorry, <clears throat> where is the car? And then he sees a shoe and he's like, he got a flat tire, the shoe, a thumbtack. Could the boy in the car be one? <laughs> 
Uh, you know what? Why wait. would that ever be the conclusion <laughs> you would draw? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he makes. You, I'm a boy. Turbotine is a computerized car. Doesn't matter what you say. I will prove you are the car. When more serum is ready, I will turn the other dogs into wild beasts. Turbotine would rather reveal his identity than let wolves stalk the city. Wouldn't he, Brett? So that's how he's gonna do it. I know how we can throw him off the track. So uh, just amazing, amazing and perfect. <laughs> his plan does not connect in any way. <laughs> None no, of his realizations to release wolves. <laughs> no shit, and, I'll turn it into a That's where the wolves he, come in. <laughs> but that's from a different episode we're not going to talk about. But part of the torture of being Turbo Teen is here he is in a situation where not revealing his identity will hurt people, but he can't even turn into a cart, Will, to save them. So like he can't right. even be like, it can't even be tortured out of him. Um, Anyway, that's the, the nightmare that is Turbo Teen. He just can't Unless ever Unless you used the blowtorch. The blowtorch would do it. That's true. You would eventually hit a heat-related torture. Uh, or he'd pee his pants and be like, Ah, oh, my urine's so warm on my leg. So warm is comforting. The only thing I can control about my body. Does he have to be like uncomfortably hot or like would it also happen if he would like because I'm I, now I'm a, you mentioning the torch makes me realize that I'm a little unclear of like if he was actually like on fire. Oh, are you? Are you a little unclear? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, but like, I don't know. I don't know. Is it does it just like heat that's like uncomfortable or is it fully engulfed will also turn you I into think a car? you know the answer in that. If there's if there's ever a question, it's whatever is worse for Turbo Team. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think so. He would home. he would transform into a car that was also on fire. Absolutely, <laughs> or just a completely unrelated thing. He's like, oh no, I'm just <laughs> like a pile of asbestos. I hate this. Uh, so in this episode, Turbo Teen is just cruising around Mexico uh, for. N- as far as I can tell, no good reason. No reason. Fun teen weekend when they run a, into Dark Rider for also no reason. No real reason. Yes. Uh, so Dark Rider just comes out of nowhere, which is sort of a trope of Dark Rider. He just, uh, he's a monster truck that can do everything. Dark Rider. Um, <laughs> Later in the episode, he emerges from a sealed ancient tomb. Yes. Yeah. It, <laughs> he can do this. He, see, he is not a truck and he can do way more than the guy that's a car. Yeah. <laughs> He's just a guy. He's fucking anywhere and everywhere. Uh, I love it. So as they're running away from Dark Rider, uh, they hit a cactus and a chunk of it falls in the front seat and Alex grabs it and throws it out and starts pulling out the little spines. And uh, Turbo Teen is saying, ow, which means he can feel pain, even small amounts of pain like this, which means like Mm -hmm. when he's peeling out, that must feel like his fucking fingernails are being torn out. Like this poor car is just in constant pain. All the and time. when he's when he's ramming through walls and shit, mm-hmm. he's just he's just giving himself concussions, just yeah, fucking full body checking everything, full body that's, checking the world. That's the first plot of this. Like that's the whole episode we're in. He smashes into a wall and forgets who the fuck he is. Yeah, because um, for a, a, once again, he just randomly can't stop all of a sudden yes. <laughs> and crashes into a wall and gives himself amnesia. Containing the mystical that golden that seal does. of a Mexican secret city. <laughs> of Mexican yeah. Indian secret cities. He did. You're right. That is quite a thing to hit. <laughs> not- um, there might be some magic involved. 
But uh, there's another thing he does here that I really like where he kicks all of his friends out. They're like, oh shit, Dark Rider's here. Everybody get out. And uh, he can't get away from Dark Rider because Dark Rider's just fast and everywhere. His brakes go out for no reason, smashes into the Indiana Jones chamber, uh, goes unconscious, loses its memory. And um, so, th- yes, as we're talking about that, 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 that means that uh, when he smashes into things, which happens a lot, he's, he's impacting a skull. Uh, he wakes up when two young Indian boys find him and explain to him he's a talking car. He's like, what the fuck? What are you talking about? I'm not a car. They're like, dude, you're a car. And he's like, okay, hop in. They're like, fuck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they have no, that is the end of their line of questioning. They say, no, you idiot, you're a talking car. And as soon as he agrees, they're like, sweet, we're best friends now. And I would argue it's the first accurate thing in the show. Uh. There's an evil Indian hot rug gang that is oh, terrorizing the wait, local wait, mission. Hold on, hold on. Okay. Just just give me that sentence one more time. There's an evil Indian hot rug gang. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah there, is. there sure is. Driving their themed leader. classic cars each to I their know. ability. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> their leader is the silver serpent, and he is glorious. He is, uh, he like is an Aztec sweet. chieftain. Uh, and he's around. His in a, fucking, like, 58 Bel Air or something is right. Yeah. They're all driving like old Giant. muscle cars yeah, through the rules. desert. It but rules, they're... but it makes no sense at the same time. <laughs> it's very Mexican. And it's, it's all backed out in like Aztec designs and death masks. It's yeah. fucking, it's the Love best it. car. Everything. It is pretty, it's sweet as shit. It's the, the first and only time watching this pair of episodes where I saw something where it was like, well, I want that toy. Yeah. Right. Like you finally hit on it with that. the with these guys with the toys. Like if they came up yeah. to me in the desert and were like, "Join our gang," immediately I would say yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, how do I need the, to get a car? Or do I just are you just going to give me one? Because the fact that there are only seven of them, like I, they must be the toughest motherfuckers around. Instantly, great mm-hmm. storytelling. You can't even get into the uh, gang unless you beat one of them in arm wrestling, as we'll find out later. Mm-hmm. But uh, here that they're trying to get in the mission. And their plan is to roll a giant boulder through the gate. He's like, oh, I gotta, I've gotta. i been trying to get in that mission for a while. Let's knock this boulder in. And then here comes Turbo Teen. And they like know that it's the car that is a thing. They're not like, hey, who's that dude? They're like, what is that car? Like, they know that the car is the one doing everything, I guess, is the point I'm trying to make. Um, so Turbo Teen, when, who's When just, they should be logically thinking, those kids rule. We should ask them to join the gang. <laughs> yeah, those little kids right. are driving that car. Uh, Turbo Teen is conked out of his brain. He has no idea what's going on. So he knocks the, the boulder out of the way. And then he just peels the fuck out, throws it in reverse, jumps through the uh, gate anyway. So he does what the gang wanted to do, just cooler. And so the gang yeah. is like, this car rules. Yeah. Uh, then the... Silver Serpent drives into the priest's office uh, and rams his Drives up the stairs, which is... Yes! Everybody just drives upstairs. He's not not a car man. It's it's, it's like in the intervening episodes between episode one and this episode, it's like they figured out, it's like, okay, we need to establish that like driving around indoors is just a thing that people do in this universe. So like, they always do it. I yes. see. I, and here's my theory, because uh, in the early episodes, they showed the teens like walking around town and they all walk like they just watched a wiki how on how to walk. Like It's the <laughs> weirdest fucking walk. And the animators had no idea how a human being moves and definitely did not have the capability to match that. So everybody just does everything in cars. 
It's like I, Rob Liefeld can't draw feet. <laughs> just use a car. Just put cars on the so feet. Much yeah, just make them drive everywhere. <laughs> Rob Liefeld wishes he could design something as red as Silver Serpent. Maybe instead of feet, cars. Have you considered that, Rob? Yeah. What if wheels? Not even full cars, just wheels. Give everybody little wheels at the bottoms of their legs. Everybody's a Turbo Teen monster. <laughs> I bet Rob Liefeld would reboot Turbo Teen with us. Hell yeah, let's do it. Let's just do yeah, it. He's not, let's call him. He's not, he's not doing anything else. Let's not tell him about the article I did on his last comic, though. I think that could Oh, he hates that. himself. I, I made fun of him once on Twitter, like pretty savagely, and he showed up and liked the tweet. <laughs> and I was like, that was kind of cool of you. Kind of a win for him, yeah. And he came back and was just like, yeah, I know. I know what I am. <laughs> All right. It's weird. He'll 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 take umbrage with other things. Like I have a friend of mine who said very innocuously, uh, "Oh, well, actually, it's something about like, oh, my favorite X Force artist was actually this person," and Liefeld blocked him. Oh damn! <laughs> like just for saying his favorite X Force artist was somebody other than Rob Liefeld. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Did I catch him on a good day or a bad one? I don't know. I guess like maybe he can enjoy the like the ripping into him, but like the stuff that's like an actual comment on his on his work. Like eh, actually, I like this other person better. Yeah, he takes very personally. He likes a nice joyful burn, but not like a hurtful criticism. <laughs> if you if, to everyone listening who wants to criticize Rob Life, I'll try to make it fun. Uh, yeah. So Tur- Turbo Teen is like asleep, trying to sleep off this amnesia and concussion. Which like you is do, not a great a idea. <laughs> and so he's getting don't let that car because... fall. Don't let that Trans Am fall asleep. It's got a concussion. Yeah. <laughs> Make it keep its radio on all night. Oh, that's right. I forgot, I forgot to mention he landed in a fountain, and that's how he turned back into a boy. And right, he's like, right. "Hey, who the fuck am I?" And they're like, "I don't know, man, but you can have a bed for the night." Uh, this was their mistake because he he's in the Mexican desert. He's got a blanket on, and he has a nightmare uh, that makes him hot. And you know those hot probably nightmares. Horny. Probably horny. <laughs> You never uh, had a hot mare. Lottie Dog Princess. Rides in pain to create an upside down Trans Am on the bed, <laughs> shattering the bed completely. They Again, flip him we've over. established another part of the lore is that the position yes. that he's in when he transforms can also render him completely useless like a fucking right. turtle. <laughs> he's yep. just turtling his, his, his uh, pile of weaknesses of the boy. His vulnerable <laughs> undercarriage is exposed. American boy. <laughs> So, so they all flip him over and he immediately smashed through the goddamn wall. Like he is trashing the place. So if, if you picture the Magnificent Seven, only Yul Brenner shows up to the village and just starts blowing everything up, screaming, why am I a car? What am I? That is what we're dealing with here. He's done more damage in one day than the local terrorist gang has like ever. And Right. Uh, it's that they immediately regret bringing Turbo Teen into their home. Yes. He's fucking destroyed what little they have. Uh, so he, <laughs> he takes after Silver Serpent, and Silver Serpent is completely awesome. So he gets to the top of a hill, and he Donkey Kongs a log down at him. And he now knows this is a demon car. He's like, fuck this demon car. I'm going to throw a tree at it. And uh, Turbo Teen doesn't know what he's doing. So Alex is like, dude, just jump over the log with your turbo. And he's like, okay, okay. And he just starts hitting buttons. He finally figures out what the turbo is, but he jumps straight up and then lands on the log. Like it's such specific types of fucking up. Like how did he do that? And um, anyway, he's the Silver worst. Serpent gets he's, away. Ironically, he's a terrible driver. <laughs> I liked the Owen Wilson impersonation suddenly. That was, that was pretty excellent. 
<laughs> so he gets he gets like knocked off the cliff and uh he's like stuck to this tiny ledge he's hanging on a tree he grabs <laughs> a branch with his wheels with his and there wheel is no fists. there is no comment on how this happens <laughs> he's just <laughs> hanging there as a car <laughs> it's incredible it, he's he's forgotten how everything works to the point where physics won't fucking work around physics him. is just done with him you know what <laughs> fuck you too buddy i'm out it's looney tunes laws if you don't acknowledge the physics they don't exist and he's he starts pogo jumping along this tiny ledge while his friends are like inside him mm-hmm. they hit a waterfall he transforms into a boy they all like scurry along the ledge fantastic even the dog is like belly up against the cliff like scurrying along uh so they oh, now I think decide we- we missed a quote that I just wanted to call out real quick. It's uh-huh. it's right. I think it's after he has his hot mare, uh, where um, his friend uh, Alex says, "It's no dream, Turbo Teen. You see, you are a boy and a car." <laughs> <laughs> That's going in our song for the reboot. <laughs> a boy number. and a car. Uh, I really like I really like Alex a lot because he's clearly like a black character written by a white person. So like. They, he'll say something normal, but then someone's like, how do we put the word jive in here? <laughs> like, ah, what if instead of saying hello, he screamed, jive turkey's what it is. I'm like, yeah, yeah, put it in. Yeah, that's anyway, not authentic. I, I, it's natural. Favorite, that's authentic. Favorite type of characters. Yes, that's how 15-year-old high schoolers talk. Uh, so they now decide they need to infiltrate Silver Serpent's gang to go get these secret Indian books back. And... So they put on like what a theater kid would think was a tough bad boy outfit. And they're like, hey, yo, we're here to join your gang. And the guy's like, okay, fucking obvious American children. Right. It's like 100% to- like a, a, a freshman production of like on the yes. waterfront. The only yes, American like- children I've seen in this deep Mexican yeah. desert. <laughs> so they have an arm wrestling contest. But it, like, gets him hot. Like, it's a lot of hard work arm wrestling. So he starts to turn into a car. So his giant fucking tire hand smashes the guy down. And then Alex doesn't want anyone to know that he's a car boy. So he pours water over his his head. It's milk. His hand. It's milk again. And he says, he says like you would say, he says, gotta cool down the winner. <laughs> like, sure. That's With fucking normal. Delicious milk. And also, the guy was looking right at your hand. Again, we yeah. have just, you've turned your hand into a Most wheel. Of a car. <laughs> which is, oh, man, the problem solving in this show. I just, I love it. I, I'm chasing their logic like a dog, and I'm never going to catch it. Yeah, I'm on board the whole way. I speak this I've, language. I've, I feel like Stallone should have turned into his big rig and over the top. God, oh, that yeah. Been such a better We're, movie. Mm hmm. I'm going. That's what he means when he says I'm going over the top. Yeah, yeah. Instead of turning his head, when he turns his hat around backwards, that's when his fists turn into tires. Well, he has to turn his hat around backwards because otherwise, when it transforms into the tractor trailer, it like shoots out the wrong direction and it all (laughs) merges with the floor. Kill kill me, son. Kill me. (laughs) So, so the bad guys throw throw them all in jail. They have their own jail. They're like, hey. Hey man, we know you're not real gangsters, so you get in the jail. And uh, they're like, "How are we gonna get out of this?" And they're like, "Well, fucking obviously turn into Turbo Team," but they can't figure out how to do that. 
until the two kids from earlier show up. They're like, hey, fucking, how about a spicy burrito? That'll do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I would like to point out that at this point, the only thing these Mexican children have done, have actually done in this episode, aside from be present and escort something, is bring a burrito to Turbo Team. <laughs> <laughs> to, the, to the prison break, they couldn't have even imagined it was a prison break. They just happened upon this prison. Right. They just Gangs happened to be walking prison. along, eating lunch. <laughs> like, hey, this will heat you up. It's a break, and it worked. Like he takes a bite and starts sweating. Boom! That's Immediately, a, we call that one mild gringo. Jesus. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> they're right by the the wall too. He obliterates through the wall, and they're inches away from the impact zone. They should be dead. Uh, but again, this turbo team <laughs> logic. Uh, so I, I have a theory here that like nothing ever works to transform him a second time. So like she couldn't have like kissed him or they couldn't have piled clothes on him. He couldn't have like gone to sleep and had a nightmare. Like I, I don't think anything works a second time. Turbo immunity. He, yes, of course. Yes. Turbo immunity. Uh, he gets inoculated against different types of heat is my theory. So uh, he obviously can't remember anything and it's like fucking everything up. They, they need him to be top turbo team if they're going to take on Silver Serpent. So Alex grabs a screwdriver and just starts fixing his computer memory. That's how he puts it. This is obviously yada yada cartoon logic, but it implies someone fiddling with his console could change who he is and how he perceives the past. Mm -hmm. They could try That's to it. change the radio station and suddenly his mother is his first kiss. Speaking of... Right. Oh, shit. If they play with his know. presets, yeah. That's right. He could... Oh, sorry. I'm just saying, like, uh, it just reminded me that his parents don't know where he is or that he's a car. He's in a Mexican jail run by a <laughs> hot rod gang. <laughs> He's a prisoner of a desert hot rod gang. <laughs> and living just the most miserable existence where where his friends are rewiring his brain on the fly. Imagine finding yeah. that out about your kid. You would know that he, you would failed. I have truly failed to my the child. wrong family. Hi, mother. Who are you? I'm your son, Brett. I'm not a car. Get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> so they go back to the secret Indiana Jones chamber and they open the door with the symbols that only Turbo Teen knows that it's a the other glowing guy laser puzzle, mission. of course. Yes. In, it's in a, the it's, ancient Mexican Indian ruin. Yes. It's, it's very uh, before it's time, I guess you didn't see this in video games until several years later, but then you saw it in every video game, but they, they open up the secret door that's been sealed forever. And Dark Riders inside. We mentioned this earlier. <laughs> Immediately uh, but... on the other side of the door. <laughs> Nobody has any questions. They're like, oh, dang it. That's the kind of thing he would do. So they duck in past him. They find an entire underground lost city. Dark Rider's gone. He's not in the cartoon anymore. I don't think he could get in a second time. So Turbo Teen literally flies. Like he turns on his rockets and he just literally flies uh, like a bird up to the top of the Mayan temple. And... They have a, a car race to the music version of Jump For My Love. Fucking amazing. I Fantastic. caught that, yeah. <laughs> Every episode has a music version of uh, what would have been a popular song at the time. Oh, I did not catch that. I was like losing my mind because I was sitting there like, are, is, are they just stealing this song? Or like, what are, what's happening here? Just so that's incredible to learn. Just enough just to be legally different. My favorite friend. <laughs> So that, but at this point now, he's almost uh, magical. Like he's jumping across the top of stone pillars so he can like rocket around, stop on a dime. He falls off the pillars. They push them all over on him because their cars totally kick ass. He grabs them with the front of his car, pushes them back. 
So they're like having this big shoving match with these giant five dominoes. Um, they drop Turbotine in a hole because he can't fight for shit. It is a and car-shaped he grave dug for yes. cars in the in the in the this ancient lost city. The the the, the builders, of, like the that. architects of this ancient yeah. city, they knew that the one threat uh, uh, to the ultimate power that they were concealing within was cars and car-shaped teens. One day there will come a turbo teen, and we will yeah. be ready for him. Yeah, he will die here, and we will seal him within it. So this is the turbo teen chamber, uh, but he obviously is going to break out. Uh, in the easiest way, he's just going to ram it with his face and his rockets. So he's just ramming into the opening. <laughs> ram, ram, ram. Just and this- <laughs> pulverizing his face against the side of this fucking chamber. Each time and- distorting another precious memory. <laughs> it's, like, it's like Leland Palmer beating himself to death in Twin Peaks. Like- <laughs> Such is the fate of all Turbo Teens. Uh, the Savage Hot Rod Gang thinks this is an earthquake sent by their ancient treasure gods because on top <laughs> sure. of everything else, Turbo Teen is very whimsically 80s racist. Oh, yeah. Uh, so so these guys who have, they have cars and technology, but they're like, <laughs> I mean, oh, it, no, it, the, it's, the ancient it's gods are angry. Like, no, that you put a, a rocket car in the fucking hole next to you. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, this is related to the whimsical 80s racism. As Brockway pointed out, the one thing the Mexican children do is bring the character of Burrito in this episode. Yes. So, anyway. Don't think I didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Turbo Team uh, gets out and then they all jump out of a hole in the ground after like a pretty f- sweet chase scene. Uh, then Turbo Team squirts them all with oil and they which is, everyone when they Which is by law something. That oil yes. is a part of him. We have established every part is it's, a different thing. His, his blood... Is yeah. he throwing blood at them? Did he squirt it's, blood on them like a frightened ah. horny toad? Did he, blood urine did he shit it. on them? Did he piss it's, on them? Did he come on it them? Could he be. did one of those things in this what show. What if it was just like part of his clothes and it comes back and he's just got like the legs of his pants, but no like pelvis. He's just like naked from, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to. Sell All of this logic. is valid by Turbo Teen rules, which they have set out for us. It could be any of those things. By, uh, by which I mean too many and also not enough. This is, uh, in my notes here, it says that Silver Serpent was Carlos Cortez, a guy no one mentioned who wasn't in the cartoon previously. We didn't even know Silver Serpent was wearing a disguise. As far as we right. knew, that was just his outfit and face. They pulled his mask <laughs> off. And to, to, to clarify, like Silver Serpent throughout this entire episode just looks like a normal human guy with like an right. elaborate headdress. On. That's all he looked on. on. Like he, yeah. he was dressed up. Right, but he just he doesn't look, like you said, it doesn't look like a mask. It just looks like a yeah. guy wearing a headdress. So when they pull his mask oh, off it's like the headdress and plus his entire face to reveal a different face beneath it <laughs> and it, they really is. wanted that scooby-doo ending so badly that they yeah. never thought that we had to set that up it never occurred yeah. to them so that they revealed a man nobody had seen before and then the priest runs up and says it's carlos cortez the man who helped me dig up the books again what? barely mentioned the books did not mention this other guy none of this has any reason it's wonderful now, I, I have another artistic theory. I think this was another uh, passionate choice because it's like the story being told isn't what we're seeing, but how this poor trans boy is stuck within these stories. Well, now that they so scrambled this, and rewired his brain, he, he, of course, lost those memories. 
That could be, yes. Uh, but I was suggesting that like this car body and this cliche cartoon structure are his prisons. And that like things like this uh, are, are told to us, the viewer, to say, hey, uh, this boy is just being tortured in some kind of a hell. These aren't real things that are happening. So he's a real boy and this is the cartoon hell that some entity has designed for him. Yes, I think that's a take on it that uh, might be valid. It makes more sense than, hey, this is a boy who can turn into a car and these are the things that might happen to That's the great thing about this show is that you could say anything you want and it's exactly as valid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't matter. All good art is like that, I think. Yeah. Uh, There were a couple other episodes I watched in addition that I want to talk about just real quick. There was one I really loved. Wait, wait, we've skipped over my favorite part, the end of this episode, where Turbo Teen then tasks both of the children with keeping his secret, which is not a great look. (laughs) And then he winks. He winks with his flip-up headlights, which are only flip-up for this one scene so they can wink. At no point in the rest of the show are those headlights flip-up. That's true. just child-secret wink (laughs) flip-ups. For when you need to keep a secret with a child. (laughs) Wink! Uh, What a perfect cartoon. I love it so much. (laughs) Um, But I, I, I just want to talk real quick about some other highlights. And uh, to help support my theory that this poor kid is being tortured. So uh, episode seven is called Video Venger. And the plot of this one is that there's a few cyber terrorists who want to take over America. They kind of do a last Starfighter thing where they've been simulating their invasion using arcade games. And so some kid throws a pizza on Brett at an arcade and he turns into his car. And the kid goes, I got to get a new pair of glasses, which means seven episodes in the world still does not know a turbo teen exists. Uh, and that's cl- also the child version of a drunk guy looking at his bottle yes. and being like, ooh, <laughs> yeah, not yeah, today. Yeah. No, it's too much of that. So as a car, Turbo Teen's computer somehow taps into this last Starfighter arcade game. And uh-huh. now the bad guys are like, okay, shit, we need to start with this plan to take over Washington, D.C. right now. He fights their tanks and their drills, their carding robots, their forklifts. And here's the horrible part. The guys okay. take control of him. Just they mash some remote control device on him off camera, and he's a complete slave to their whims for a huge part of this cartoon. He's already lost uh, so much bodily autonomy. Yes. <laughs> he barely just, has any. But he is definitely going to start cutting just to own himself again. Yeah, he's got just to feel anything, just to feel like he's making choices. Because uh, they just learned about Turbo Teen. It's not like they could devise some sort of workaround to his car computers. It's just like they threw a fucking TV remote in him and it worked. And, um, but more horrifying, much more horrifying. Anybody. He gets free ra- freeze raised, freeze raid just a little bit on his hood, and he transforms into a boy torso with a car body. It's just what? a fucking monster, just That's a panicked, the... clawing that was, hermit that crab was... car centaur to the music tune of Creatures of the Night by Laura Branigan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and this is what art looks like. I mean, just that was a... <laughs> in all honesty, isolate just that scene and then play it in a museum and they will they yeah. will let it stay. Like nobody yeah. would ever recognize that that shouldn't be there. It's just that scene in the Louvre. Yeah, <laughs> I, that's a question I had in my head the entire time. So I'm glad they answered it. Yeah, they did. They... What if only half boy, half car? Right, but they've also <laughs> established so many times, like in the very first scene when they spilled a little bit of juice on part of his hood. Mm-hmm. You, many times, only one small part of you has been cold. 
Almost every time, yes. It's not like he took a bite of a burrito and it's like, oh, now my face is car. This poor fucking kid, they're constantly shifting the rules on him. Just sitting there is his car abomination that should not be screaming, this is against the rules. We settled on rules. (laughs) So at the end of that, they do save the country and they meet the actual president who gives all the high school kids and the dog a medal. And they, they get an extra presidential medal from him for their friend. And they're being real coy about it. Uh, and they're like, he needed, he can't be here because he needs to get a tune-up. I mean, a checkup. Yeah, he had a real hoodache. Uh, I mean, a headache. And uh, and so now he... Uh, Look at they're, they're acting like Ronald Reagan wouldn't just pin a medal on a car. Like, he would 100%. do that shit. 100%. <laughs> he would and, do that shit on accident. Oh, bring him up here. Ooh. Perfect. Perfect Reagan. Perfect, perfect yeah. Reagan. No notes, no notes. I wanted to play one more clip. Um, because another thing that, uh, Turbo Teen is haunted by is that Alex is sometimes just a fucking idiot. And so there's this one scene where they're hiding from Dark Rider and, uh, they're in the construction site and they like duck into a freight elevator and, uh, they're like, dude, just fucking stay quiet. And here's what happens. Alex, don't make a sound. You can count on me, TT. Oops. <laughs> he just he reaches honks up the horn and honks twice. The horn, he, he, very he, intentionally. There's no like I drawn. accidentally moved. Yes, they didn't draw it like he bumped it with his elbow. He reaches up with his hand, honks it as if like you're just calling your friend who's inside and you're waiting in the driveway. Just oops. I think uh, I love it. So at much. the very least, he wants to die. Possibly, he also wants Turbo Teen to die. I think he figures he's doing Turbo Teen a mercy. Right. Like, this This is my friend. Uh, he can't do it himself. He's in pain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do also want to... Uh, this did get canceled after episode 13. And in the final episode, uh, The Mystery of Dark Rider, they reveal that Dark Rider was, you're not going to believe this, that janitor Carlos Cortez. <laughs> yes, Carlos Cortez. And then you take off Carlos's mask and it's the janitor. And he didn't know that... Uh, the car was magic until eight episodes in and he thought, but he was still trying to get turbo team because he thought someone else stole his idea for a remote control trans am. So when he saw turbo team, he's like, Oh, someone's fucking stole my idea. So he's just trying to get like the IP rights back to the remote control trans am. And it just turned out it was a magic boy car. Uh, so but it's wasn't just kind the, of janitor, the janitor working at the lab expressly designed to make boys into car abominations? It's quite a coincidence. Yes, it's it's almost. But ridiculous. he also didn't realize it at no at no point. Did he ask? Well, right. Hey, what's the what's the beam do? He was he standing there. Beams into car monster? That doesn't seem ethical. <laughs> We've literally seen him in the pilot episode standing by the people talking about the boy who can turn into a car. Yeah, yeah. The one and, time we've seen him. And then he drops his disguise on the last episode and they're like, oh, now we'll never know who he is. So they still left it open that he might be someone from the show. They're like, well, is one of us Dark Rider? And they're like, boom, we'll never get it answered, of course, because the show got canceled. But that's that's Turbo Team. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. And I feel so good. I love that they... They started with this idea that was, they clearly thought was a slam dunk. A teen, a, what if a kid be, turns into a car? Kids would love that shit. And then we get to watch uh-huh. them figure out over the course of these 13 episodes that they, 
they really couldn't think of anything interesting for the the teen card to do because they keep changing what he can and can't do and they keep changing what his limitations are and and then they gave the whole thing to animate and storyboard and design to the weirdest pervert they had ever met (laughs) a hard-working pervert but very very weird yeah like his work ethic is amazing uh, for some reason, all he draws is skinless horses fucking each other while they're dying. But I swear to God, <laughs> it's not going to happen this time. It's the right thing. It's just, I just feel it. I, I feel this is the collaboration we need to make Turbo Teen come alive. But, uh, thank you for being on the podcast, Tom. And um, were you oh, familiar with Turbo Teen before today? You must have uh, yeah. heard of him. Oh, yeah. I've heard it's It's been like, you know, a meme all over the internet. But I've never actually mm-hmm. sat down and, and watched it uh, until today. And... Uh, Man, I'm so glad uh, I was able to do that. Thank you for the opportunity. I'm um, definitely watching the rest of those episodes. I already watched yes. the one episode you were like, don't watch this. But I had watched the other two and I was like, I, how can I not watch that? I'm, <laughs> the, I'm, I'm immediately going to go out and do Turbo Kid missionary work. This is how make you sure should everyone do, I know watches it. Yeah, this is how you should do the mystery box format, which is that you don't know the answers. We don't know the answers. And fuck you for even asking. I'm gonna clean all your floors. Einstein Hooter Frankfurt. Einstein Hooter Frankfurt. It's a podcast canals. Only Maximilian Shaw. Doc Frankfurt podcast. Correct. Yeah. The craft is not trapped, is not owner. Shitty in the Hunde Zone. Fior and a Stunde. In 2020, a crack commando unit was sent to internet prison for crimes they absolutely did commit. These mavericks promptly escaped their corporate captors and fled to bespoke comedy websites where they paid the ultimate price. $50. Today, they survive as hot dogs of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, if you can find them, maybe you can hire the Supremes. Three Finger Louie, the man with the plan. Aaron Croston, the muscle. Adrian Hisbrook, the face. Aiden Moat, the wild card. Alpha Scientist Jabo, also wild card. Unandy, the wildest card. Andreas Larson, wild card. Armando Nava, wild card. Benjamin Sironin, the face of a wild card. Bim Talzin, wild card. Brandon Garlock, wild card. Brian Saylor, wild card. Brianne Whitney Wildcard. Brockway loves the meat millie. That's a wild card. Cyril, considered a wild card by other less wild cards. Chad, wild card. Chase McPherson, wild card. Chris Brower, wild card. You get too many wild cards together, they start agreeing on plans. That's when you call Curious Glare to rewild those cards. Dan B, wild card. Dean Costello, Wild card. Donald Finney, wild card. Dr. Awkward, the wild card. Eric Spaulding, the pilot. And wild card. Fancy Shark, wild card. Wild card Jellaho. Hambone, wild card. Haraka, wild card. Hot Fart, wild card. Jaber Al Aiden, wild card. Jacob Thornburg, 
wildcard. This one goes out to the wildcards, but especially to Jeff Araski. Jeremy Neal, a whole fucking deck of nothing but wildcards. John Dean, wildcard. John McCammon, wildcard. John Minkoff, wildcard. Josh Fabian, actually a pretty tame card. Until you double tap to activate and he enters wild mode. Josh S, wildcard. Ken Paisley, wildcard. K&M, wildcard. Laziest man on Mars, wildest card on Earth. Matt Riley, wildcard. Michael Lair, all the girlies say he's pretty wild for a card guy. Michael Wells, wildcard. Mickey Loman, rogue wildcard. Mike Styles, wildcard. Moju, wildcard. ND, wildcard. Neil Bailey and Neil Schaefer, Neil wildcards. Nick Ralston is a boat guy. All boat guys are wildcards. Nick H, wildcard. That old wildcard Ozzie Olin. Patrick Herbst, wildcard. Rain Vargas, mute, mimic, martial arts master, and of course, wildcard. Rhiannon, wildcard. Sarkovsky, the wildcard. Spotty Reception, wildcard. Ted H, part-time wildcard, full-time wildcard. Oh, that wildcard, Timmy Leahy. Toasty God, wildcard. Tommy G, wildcard. Yosarian, wildcard. And featuring special guest Tom Sakula as Sick Orphan Bobby Baskins. The absolute wild card of the Children's Oncology Ward. <laughs> <laughs>